we look for love, we look for ourselves in the next moment. And it's an impossibility. It will never be found in the next moment. You will never find anything other than pleasure in the next moment. It is beautiful. Pleasure is beautiful. But pleasure comes and goes. You have it and then it changes into something else. But pleasure isn't completion. Pleasure will never complete you. Pleasure will never make you feel whole. It's a sensation that appears that's very pleasant but then disappears. And pleasure is often the way in which the body directs itself. So when it experiences pleasure, it moves towards that. The separate self believes that pleasure is freedom. But feeling that sense of pleasure all the time is freedom. But actually, it's confused. What it is that it really wants is the dropping away of itself. And often in high pleasures, there is a taste of dropping away of itself. Because when it drops away, what's left is this beingness, this amness. And this amness is totally free. It's love. And it's also empty as well. It, it contains nothing. It's free. It's innocent. There's nothing that could hurt it. And that's the birthright of everything that appears. That's what this whole universe is made of. And this is non-duality. This is what it's meant by non-duality, not two. And the non-dual experience or waking up is that recognition on one side that who you are is that boundless freedom and the energetic collapse in the body of the seeker, of feeling like there's a limitation, that, that, that who you are ends here. Because actually that amness, that beingness, which is still and in movement, isn't contained any, anywhere. It's everything. It's non-located. So it's this energetic expansion back into things. There's no longer this sucking which is saying, I'm in here, I am here. We get so confused by this because the way that the seeker's built is it starts this energetic divide at one or two years old, then it has its past patterns that it's inherited from its parents, and then it gets patterns that it gets from society put onto it. And basically, as soon as it identifies, there are two feelings which are produced. So there's this energetic center, it feels like something is looking, and there's two feelings that come up. And the first feeling is lack. I am not enough. I've been abandoned by God. I've lost wholeness. I've lost my essence. And this is a feeling, the sensation of lack or incompletion. It's not so much a story, but a feeling, an initial feeling when the identification happens. The second feeling is fear, that I'm afraid of this big world out there. I'm afraid of this big universe. Like, I'm here and there's this big whole world out there with time and space and other objects and I could potentially die or be lost in this world. So this is the two primal feelings that it feels. Now, these feelings can still vaguely, vaguely appear when identification drops, the fear and the lack, but in different ways. It's really different and the lack is... Not really lack, it just is, you know, if someone rejects you, then there's a sense of not being loved by them or something. Or, But, but when the, the identification happens, these feelings become the most important feelings. These are the two main feelings that are there all the time. And then what the seeker does, what the sense of self does, it feels these two feelings, it looks at them, 
It's not even aware it's doing this, but it feels them. It feels not good enough. And then in the world, it always is trying to feel good enough. It's always trying to complete itself in the world. And the same with the fear. It feels afraid, and then it's, and then it's always trying to find safety in the world. So this is what the separate, separate sense of self is based on. It's, it's seeking for pleasure. It's seeking for love. And it's trying to avoid fear. It's trying to run away from fear. And that's always what it's doing when there's separation there. And this separation throughout the day will, will be more intense and less intense. You'll be more expanded and then less. Um, and we associate that with things and we think, I'm happy because of things. But actually, all happiness, that completion has got to do is feeling more or less identified. And when you're less identified, there's more freedom and space and everything is enjoyed more. And when you're identified, um, things are being rejected and not enjoyed so much. And this game goes on unconsciously in most people. So most people think it's normal to need so many things or possessions to try to impress their friends or compete with their friends or be better than their friends. They think this is normal game. This game can produce a lot of excitement can be a very exciting game um, and it's everybody's motivation so they feel like if they drop this game they feel scared of what their life will be what meaning will be what are they going to do hmm? hello Mr. Fly this is what people's purpose is the purpose is to find completion in the in life, to get the lover, to get the things, to get the money, to be better than the neighbor, to be higher, um, to get as much as possible, and to find as much security, to live on after you die, to find meaning in that way. But this plagues people. People stop doing what they want and what they feel. So as a child, you're more free to do what you want and feel and express yourself. And they constantly live in the bounds of the seeking game. And they do it with other humans and they are always asking other humans to play that game with me. You have to validate me. You have to love me. You have to be kind to me. You have to praise me. And that seeker can't get out of its own game. The freedom, in a way, you could say, is inside the seeker. It's in the amnes which creates everything. It's there it, all the time, but it's perfectly still, and it's not a thing. You could call it love, but it's not a thing. So the seeker is always looking in an event. It's always looking in something. Something that's going to happen to me. Something that I'm going to know. Something that I'm going to get. A feeling. And it's always looking in that world. But it's right here. It's in what's happening. It's in that very thought of I'm going to get this or I'm enlightened. It's there shining. Always. But the seeker is looking in its world of time and space. I'm going to get there. I need to find this. I want this. Yeah. Um, it's this really crucial thing about the motivation we have for listening to your talks. Yeah. Because um, I've been really struck by a few things that you've said in some of the videos that I've watched recently. 
and one was something like um, that the separate self can't want this, couldn't want its own annihilation or its own dissolving. Yeah. And I'm aware that I am, although I've got a weird feeling now, I'm saying I'm aware that I am a separate self, and yet there was oddly something that didn't seem to be entirely true about that. But by and large, I guess it seems to be that I'm living in the world as a separate self. So tell me, how are you aware that you're a separate self? What, what, what um, validates that for you? It's funny, I guess it's everything I've heard about this stuff. So right now, what validates your sense of self, or being separate? What is the, yeah. what is the, um, the main thing that's saying, I am separate, I am something separate, I exist? Well, if fear is separation, then I guess I have a sense of fear and anxiety about being seen by hundreds, thousands of people. <laughs> it's only hundreds at the moment, but later it will be thousands, I mean. Yeah, because when it goes on YouTube, yeah. for however long it will be there, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's that sense of fear and lack that you talk about. Yeah. How will people see me? Yeah. So right in this moment, there is somebody that's aware of feeling afraid, and there's somebody that's aware of feeling like, like they're not enough. And where does that person feel located? Actually, this is slightly weird because I've been getting a slight sense of... Um, I'm not sure if I'm getting a slight sense of uh, less of a location of awareness. It was weird, actually, because when you first phoned in and when you said something, it was as if I felt like there was a flash in you of everything disappeared for a second and you had a moment of like you went to say I am someone and then you got confused and then you were like it was as if there was an unsureness which yeah. I, I don't know it was just like a sense that I got when we were speaking in the beginning because because there isn't at all somebody there but it gives the appearance that there's somebody there so right now who is it that is aware of Lisa speaking. It's weird because I had a sort of big kind of, um, whatever you call it, kind of awakening experience about seven years ago. So what you say rings much more true to me than I think you would have done otherwise. Yeah. And since listening to you more, I'm getting more of a sense of me being a phenomenon, all my experiences being a phenomenon in the world as much as anything external. Yeah. But it varies a lot. It varies. It varies. Yeah, yeah no, it comes and goes. And, and right now, do you feel a location that's looking at Lisa? Or maybe you could say computer, because I know that you can't see me live, you can only see a past Lisa. Where do you feel that relationship of you and Lisa? It's funny as you ask this because it's kind of maybe, unless I'm mistaken, bringing out something which I'm becoming dimly aware of, which is that as I see you, 
I'm kind of experiencing this person, this mind-body seeing you. It's like, what's going on now? There is, there is the body key seeing you. There's something like that going on more. Yeah. And what is it that sees the body-mind key? It's weird, because I had a, I had a particular question in mind. And I, I kind of feel like what's going on now is exactly what I see going on with other people. I see you doing this really deft kind of Aikido, <laughs> mental Aikido with people, and now you're doing it to me. <laughs> we could do the, you could do your question in a minute. Okay. Um, <laughs> what was the question? I've forgotten. <laughs> what is it that's aware of Keith? Or who is it that's aware of Keith? Is there any description that you can place on that? Yeah, that's weird as well, because even in the last few days, I've been getting more of a sense of the identity between the so-called experiencer and what is experienced. So, in fact, in a way, there isn't an experiencer. All there is is stuff, you know, yeah. experience. Yeah. Which seems to be continuous with the sense of the inside and the outside distinction breaking down a bit. Yeah. And it's, the sense of the it's the sense of the inside yeah. being really distinct from the outside that seems to be what makes up the idea of the separate self. Yeah. So you have an internal reality that's looking out at an external reality, and this is the lie. There is no internal reality. There is stillness in movement. There's a profound silence yeah. here that's making sound. And it's not located, this stillness or this silence, it's all a happening. And it's seeming to have the Keith perspective or the Lisa perspective, but it's not actually someone's perspective. They, they are appearing because they're seen, they're an experience. Everything you think, everything you know, everything you feel is an experience appearing in this. So therefore it can't be the experiencer. Yeah. So I'm, getting, I'm getting that more. I'm getting that more. You can you can ask your question now. Well, actually, what's also weird is I'm kind of half looking at um, the images of me and the delayed images of you, and there's a weird. Maybe it's best not to look at that. Yeah, maybe. Um. Yeah. Well, my question was, you were talking with something. I don't know if it was a video that I saw from the past some time ago, or recently, and there was a guy who was asking you an American guy, what would the 18-year-old Lisa say if... Now, if, you ask, if they asked the 18-year-old Lisa why they were on the spiritual path, you thought that the... you would have then said, uh, I'm happy, And then when he said, well, what if she said it was actually, no, it wasn't that, it was to know the truth or to become liberated, you said you wouldn't believe her. And it seems that you're also kind of saying it wouldn't even be possible for the separate self to be wanting that. Yeah. Because it's the whole nature, very nature of the separate self to not want that. Yeah. 
And it's not that it purposely doesn't want it, it's just a separate self is designed to be a separate self. So it's never designed to undo itself, it's never designed to not be that. So when I was 18 and, um, and I first began to listen to um, Buddhism, or I first began to listen to this subject, my idea of enlightenment was becoming somebody that had tele- um, the red minds, somebody that could walk through wall or tra- uh, walls or travel through time, somebody that was a superhuman that emanated light. So it was this big dramatic story that I wanted to get to. I didn't want to become enlightened. I wanted to become a superhuman because I didn't feel enough. So I wanted to become better than I was, like be walking around a superhuman But actually, liberation is the collapsing of that separate self, which is attempting to be something better than what it is. So then, the human is a human, as it is, with all its frailties and beauty and imperfections, even though there aren't really imperfections, but if we just say it in our language. So the human is as it is, but it's no longer got somebody that's got the desire to be something else than what it is. Yeah. So, and that's profoundly different from what I imagined enlightenment was. I imagined yeah. enlightenment was becoming a gold Buddha, was becoming a superhuman that saved the world. Mm. And, and that's what was important to me. And that's what yeah. motivated me to get interested into the subject. And then eventually, through a long time, I mean, it felt like a long time and many years of exploration, when I began to go and see Ramesh, Ramesh used to say the separate self wants to just be happy, I came okay with the idea of just being happy. I was like, okay, I'll just be happy and content. That's okay. And I just, I just began to slowly give up the idea of this grandeur, but I still had yeah. the idea of happiness and contentment, which motivated me to explore. And I still had this idea of, that deconstructing what you thought you knew was the most profound and beautiful thing to do. So there was still a motivation to do it as a separate self, but I didn't have these huge stories like I did in the beginning. But there was still this motivation to talk and to travel and to listen to it. But it wasn't that one that actually undid itself. It's just that that one had that energy to do that. This, This Lisa character had that push to do that. And in that, it got deconstructed, but not because of Lisa, but because of life. Lisa wanted to be someone. Lisa wanted to be something. But that's the way that it works. If anybody really knew what this was about, they wouldn't want to do it. But in another way, they would, because it is total freedom. And in another way, that separate self really does want freedom. It's just it's designed to never get there. It's designed to always seek for a thing. And this is about not not a thing. This is about the essence which has always been there. That's right here now, in this moment, in all the seeking, in all the craziness, in all the sadness, this profound stillness which is in movement. That's what I was kind of... Um, I was sort of saying earlier, something like... Um, it's as if the separate self... What the separate self most wants is something that is designed to um, actually push away. Yeah. It's like it's a... kind of paradox, isn't it? Yeah. It's like love, like the manifestation of love relationships. Like we have this idea of someone we want or something we want and our, our seeking of it, 
are trying to get that person is what repels that person. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it, like like it never works it just never works the seeking energy it's the same as the seeking energy with lots of things like that energy always pushes it away yeah and what you're saying about um, giving up this, these sort of grandiose ideas of enlightenment which I can still see operating in me mm -hmm. but I'm, I have much more of a feeling of partly because of your idea that you're, you're saying that Actually, the separate self can't really go for liberation. It always, in fact, be using it for another agenda, its own agenda. Yeah. And also, it seems to me that the really tiny number of people who actually, um, whatever you want, how you want to put it, find this kind of liberation. I remember you in one video saying that I found quite spooky, actually when you said that you thought that only you and um, your partner, um, um, Tom? No. Your Dutch partner? Paul. Paul. Paul, yeah, yeah, Paul, Paul. Um, the those, they were the only two people you thought were content, you and him. I said that. I said that. Yeah. I think he must have I misunderstood what I said. Unless I was make, making fun, I'd be being sarcastic. What did somebody was, ask me? No, it was, a, it was quite a long monologue, sort of introduction type thing, I think. I don't think you were joking. No, I wouldn't have said it. <laughs> I wouldn't have said that because I don't. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, well, you know, if some somebody wants to go and find it and show me the clip where I said it, I just can't imagine saying that. But anyway, even then, it seems that very few people do go through that. But I, I normally always say the opposite. What do you mean? Look, I thought, really? Yeah. I'm normally always saying that the, the opposite to that, that it's becoming that more and more common. Right. I probably live a slightly sheltered life. Yeah. Well, it's, it's just also because I'm in the, I see a lot of people and I see lots yeah. of awakenings. What I do see is a lot of awakenings and then from those awakenings there's still, um, identity coming and going, like there's a lot of flip-flopping. That's what I most commonly see. Right. I mean, I suppose in a way I don't really communicate with that community, maybe, that much. Yeah. Um, I think that's a mind thing. And I mean, you've tripped me up in that I can't argue this much because you, you've told me that I said something else to this, so I can't argue it. But I'm normally always on the side that it's the, the mentality of the mind, it's the mentality of the person to think it's really rare. Well, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. But it's also because most people are living in a society where this subject isn't ever spoken about. But within this community where it's spoken about, I think there's lots of people that have profound changes and awakenings, especially like a lot of people are flip-flopping still, but pr like profound openings and knowing and seeing. 
You can go on retreats or, or meet um, people on Facebook. Like this, I think there's a huge community out there that's waking up. I do go on a lot of retreats, not so much these days. Yeah. But I think what happens is that on retreats you can often end up um, not communicating with anyone because particularly most recently I've been on um, personal retreats where you're not getting teaching. Whereas on talk retreats you can talk to everyone at the beginning and at the end. Yeah. Uh, this is Guy House in, in Devon, in England. But on personal retreats, you go there at some other random point and then leave at some random point and actually don't really talk with anyone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a really interesting point. I tended to feel, believe, that very few people have any really significant. But the thing is, that for me, that's becoming increasingly a distraction anyway, that very idea. What I was trying to say, actually, was I'm quite content, I think, just to tidy the cage. I mean, just yeah. to feel better. Yeah. So, yeah. it's brilliant. Yeah. That's enough, yeah. It's really so, great, yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. And just to keep, keep looking at what's going on and what the actual experience is, that's really beautiful. Are you still there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, got a bit stuck. Yeah. And it's a crazy idea, the idea of enlightenment, but it's also a crazy idea that, like, like that you have the idea of enlightenment, and then you also, on top of that, have an idea that it's rare to happen. Like that, but also the original idea of enlightenment, because who is it that gets enlightened? There only is enlightenment, there only is amnes. So everything that speaks to me now, everything that looks at me now, is that stillness. There's never been this person that's moving in time actually having an experience. There's only seemed to be that. Yeah. I mean, ironically, that's a kind of Byron Katie turnaround. <laughs> but it's a kind of crazy idea that I have set myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I really need to go to the loo, so I think I'm going to have to... Um, Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, nice to talk to you, Keith. Thanks for calling. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye. I've been listening to Roger. Nice. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. Somebody, Somebody sent him mealy videos of him two years, years ago. And, and I couldn't understand him now. Everything that he says is like, like validation. validation. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... I can, it's, it's not, not jumbo-mumbo-jumbo, and it's completely clear to me everything he's saying. That's amazing that you can understand me and not him. And I know, because, because you two are, you are from him, right? Well, I'm mad, too. But also, um, but also that, uh, like, everyone always says that he's a lot more, like, understandable than me. No way. Yeah. Isn't, Isn't that funny? Yeah. Oh. Well, well um, I, I just wanted to say that I'm loving this new, uh, now that all the bugs are out and I'm loving this new, I wish I was able to, I think you could see me so everybody could see me, because it's so cool seeing you, Lando, it's so cool, Sunday. But, um, 
and what well, Longo said, said at the end to you is exactly how I feel. Same thing. I, I had tears in my eyes as he was saying that to you. Oh, that is really sweet. Because, because I feel the same way. way. I, would I would not have made, after all my retreats and how you helped me to see what, what happened to me, because I, wouldn't, I, didn't, I didn't understand all that stuff that, that happened to me. You know, see my body, body going black and, you know, all, Noticing that thoughts don't come from, from your thinking, I mean, thoughts, voice, and talking doesn't come from thinking. All of those profound things that have happened, you've actually gotten to see the clarity of it, because I was completely lost through all these things that were happening. Anyway, and the last man that was saying that, um, we're, there are so many people waking up, and it is a Facebook community. It, it is, and people on Facebook, we, we were able to talk about it. Yeah. In, in, my, my, in my life here, I'm not able to talk about it with Facebook. I was only one person in real life that I can talk to about it. Anyway, so um, my husband um, walked off his job of 36 years yesterday. Wow. He was, was 16, and, and when, when I, I saw, saw him last Friday, he said, I don't know what we're going to do, I don't know, I don't know, because it's been leading up for a year. He's hated his job like five years now, and it is his lost money. It's been horrible, but he's just hated. He's been living for the weekends for a long time. And then he, when I saw him on Friday, he said he didn't know what he was going to do. I said, you can't know, because you're not doing it. And then, when... He, he went, went in and something happened, happened and he said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to give my two weeks. And his boss was like, oh, well, wait, wait till Monday. Wait till Monday. Monday. We're going to have a meeting. Um, because, because it was supposed to have been, been fixed, this whole pay thing, because somebody's been there at least a lot less time than him making more than him, just coming off the street. So, so it just looks like the last nail in the coffin, and he's like, what the hell? I'm, I'm dedicated, dedicated to being here constantly, never giving them a hard time about anything, and all of a sudden, he's seeing that it didn't really matter. And he just said, okay, I'll give my two weeks, because they had a meeting Monday, Monday yesterday, uh, uh, Monday, and, and they, they said, wait a minute, yeah, yeah today's Monday. Monday. <laughs> so, so they said, um... No, no, they, they weren't, weren't changing, changing anything in the state of the way it is. So he said, okay, okay, uh-oh. And, and, and his boss said, if, if you, you want to leave this Friday, you don't have to do two weeks. And he's like, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> so yesterday he went in and he was thinking and thinking and thinking. And he said, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Now, now before... before I would have been, oh my God, what's going to happen? We're gonna, it's going to be, oh my God. God. You know, you know I, I see those thoughts here and there. But it, it almost seems like it's energized me. It's exciting. <laughs> it, it is exciting. <laughs> which, which is so messed up. <laughs> from everybody was like, oh, yeah, that's not like that. What are you going to do? You're supposed to be going to Spain. What are you doing? You, you, you should, should cancel your trip. trip. I'm, I'm like, not. I don't know I'm not, not canceling that trip. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. It's just, I, I just, just wanted, wanted to share that, that with you about how, how I think it's really beautiful because it's, because it's a mentality. 
it's a men it's a mentality of like staying somewhere where you're not happy um because you're too scared not to or because you're bound by money and then in a way right. it perpetuates itself it keeps that dynamic going it is and, 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 and it pushed him and, and he was like, like well when, when i got, got home, home yesterday, yesterday he was like i made a mistake and he was bawling and i said, said you, you can't make a, a mistake, mistake. You, you can't, can't. This, this is, you're, you're not, not doing, doing this. Yeah. And, and he, he can't see yes. it. Why does he think he's, he's made a mistake? Because he's afraid? About, about the money, money. Yeah. 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 Yes. He's, he's afraid. afraid. He's, he's, he's like, it's a mentality money. money, it really is. Yeah. And I, I, don't, I don't even get, get that yet about, about the mentality about money yet. Well, it's really simple. It's just that, um, in a way, it's like love. It's like anything. It's it's like seeking. It's um, the more that you seek for money out of fear, the more, in a way, you keep money away. You keep not money away, but you keep you you maintain the idea of being poor. You know, I know really super rich people, many rich people, and um, and they're often the most stingiest people because they feel very poor. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, and, it's, and, it's, and it's not it's not about um, getting and maintaining money. Sorry, I just got confused by the person in the background talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they just, just walked, walked in. in. Yes. yes. I'm, 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 I'm sitting in her and all of them. Like, bah, 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 bah. And I was like, huh? No, 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 no. no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting for an elderly lady and somebody just came to the door to... to, to but it's the same with like seeking enlightenment. It's the same mentality. It's like oh, it's like chasing money. Yeah, chasing In order to in order to to not feel poor, in order to feel rich, and therefore you maintain feeling poor, no matter what you do. And in a way, you push money away. You push those opportunities away. Yeah. Meanwhile, eating, what are you doing? Yes. It's really confusing, that talking in the background. Oh, sorry. I know, I've got the, um, my earphones in, too. How's that? Is that better? Yeah, that's better. She was quite loud for a while. Um, yeah. But it's, it's, a, it's the same thing. It's all, it's, it's all a mentality. And the more mm. that you fear money, the more, in a way, you keep it at bay. Yeah. And the more you, and even a way, some people they fear money so they work so hard and they actually get money but they never fulfill it and they constantly feel poor and hard done by and vulnerable mm. and they feel like mm. life is attacking them. They feel like, like life is um, not giving to them, not bearing fruit. Whereas if you look at nature and if you look at everything else, it's in a constant state of giving. And that's the, and that's the true way of living is this, like the, the the plum doesn't or the, the, the apple on the tree doesn't worry about what it's going to get by growing. It just gives itself as an apple. And then when the time comes, it falls off the tree or the bird eats it. And then it and then it then that rots into the ground and then a tree grows from that apple. But in a way, you could say the apple is always in a position of giving itself as that. It doesn't worry about what it's going to get. It doesn't sit there and think, am I going to get enough sunlight? Is the sun giving enough to me? Mm. It's just it being an apple. And the same with birds. They're just being same a with bird. The, birds. the same mm. with everything. And it's expressing themselves. And, and everything has to turn into something else. But who you are isn't that. 
the reason humans live in hell is because they're identified with being the body and they believe it's their responsibility to make life happen. But what a terrible way to live life, to always be afraid of money, so to work in a job for five years that you don't like, and then to spend your your life thinking about the weekends. And what you're doing is you're saying, I'm not good enough to have a life I enjoy. Right. I'm not enough to, to, to be happy. Right. And it's just not true. We're so afraid of money. And we've made money up as a society. I don't think it's a fair system and I don't like the system and I think the system um, works because of um, this mentality of sense of self and I think if the sense of self collapsed, the monetary system would collapse. Mm, definitely. It's a fair system. Like, I don't think it's fair that a cleaner gets paid £2 or £5 an hour and then a banker right. gets paid uh, £100 an hour. I don't right. think that's fair at all. Well, well, look, look at, at the, the football, football players. players. Yeah. <laughs> or the, the baseball, baseball players. players. I mean, the, the sick, sick about money. money. Yeah. yeah. It's really not hmm. a fair system. But everyone everyone buys into it because everybody's afraid. Right, right. right. Afraid of not having, having enough. enough. Yeah. Yes. Anyways. And in a way, life always shows you what it needs to show you. So it's always showing you what you fear, what mm. you want to reject. Mm. God, God, I, want, I, want, I can't declare this for him. him. I know it's for me. Afraid I, of. He just needs to keep opening himself. Like yeah. just letting it in. And letting it in. I'm not saying mm. people quit their jobs or not. I'm not giving any personal voice. No, 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 no. I'm just <laughs> saying that what's got to happen is let life in fully. Right. And that's the total state of giving is to let it in. Not mm. hold it out. Beautiful. And so the pain of that, the pain of what his colleagues did, the pain of what this company did that he gave his life mm. for. Yeah. And yeah, that's, 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 that's it. it. He's, He's in major pain. Yeah. That they, they didn't care. Yeah. They, they don't, don't care. care. <laughs> this is a number at all these years. Yeah. But, uh, of he was but of course he was, because, because that's the mentality of money. Mm. That is the mentality of what money is. As does. long as... Or as, as long, long as he's, he's bringing, bringing in money, money, that's, that's all, all that matters. Yeah. yeah. Mm, beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Always oh, pleasure, Laurie. Nice to speak with you. And, and we will see you in less than a month. And I'm going to be able to hug you. <laughs> if it doesn't seem real. real. <laughs> yeah. Can't, Can't wait. wait. Yeah. All right. Nice. I love, I love you, woman. woman. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I. I just. I spoke to you a while back, and um, and I had like a couple of extra questions that I didn't get to ask you, and they're kind of stuck in my head. Yeah. And I mean, I I know it's you probably don't like it as much when people ask questions that are more thoughty and less, like, just innocent, and, but these are questions that I just feel that really were important to me, and I really wanted to ask them if you, but never got a chance. Yeah, and sometimes there needs to be intellectual clarity. I'm not against intellectual clarity. It's more this really seeking energy that comes with intellectual clarity that I reject. So it's, um, right. but, so we'll see what, uh, it depends on the energy in which you ask them with. It's always that way. 
that's the way I respond so someone might ask the same question and I accept that question and someone else asks the same one and then I reject that question it's uh, right. dependent <laughs> yeah yeah okay well here here it goes I'll take a shot yeah. um, but um, yeah back like before I even found your videos and stuff I was just like doing a lot of like fasting and just sitting and doing nothing and like a couple of I just had a couple of key things happen to me that were very real and they're not really like I don't know the practices that I got out of them are, are different than the exploration of the feelings and I just wanted to ask you about like if the exploration is the only ways about doing it or what you think, because like this one time, I felt like I had gone so deep in that there was like a wall, like a veil, and it was like <laughs> purple, and it was like if I was going to go through, then like I was going to like die. And so it was like I couldn't go through. It was like there was too much here. There was, this is why I wrote it down. But it was like there's too much of a person here, and I couldn't go through. And it was like I had to become smaller in order to get through. And so for me, I started thinking, how do I become smaller? And it wasn't like explorative sort of things, but it was like, oh, like I will be, I will be a boyfriend to my partner. I will be a father to my dog, rather than being a person who has a girlfriend who has a partner. I, be smaller, like somehow be smaller in my life. Or there was this other time where I came again, I was I was I was in such turmoil, I was in the car. Suddenly I had this honest penetration as to why I was seeking and it was actually all for bullshit. It had nothing to do with with what I thought I wanted. And and then there was this shift that happened and it was me seeing the separate one or whatever you want to call it and I was just smiling but this presence was like no like I don't want I don't want it to be I want it to be me I wanted it to be me I want to be the one it's weird and it was like it was resisting me <laughs> uh, the real me embrace kind of taking over and from that from that point I thought that it was like I need to let people win because I I really want to like the practice for me was like I I really need to somehow lose because I I don't want people to beat me I don't I I want to be in control I want to have the achievement I want to you know and it was like you know well how can I do that as a practice like like you know acknowledging that things are done for me like receiving um, like giving kudos to other people seeing that it's not me doing it like because there was this strong sense of pride so anyways those are just like becoming smaller like losing these were things that I thought of and and I was just wondering what you think about those because really from what I see from your videos, it always comes going back to just exploring the sensations and exploring the the bodily sensations and letting them arise. I was just wondering what and you... And then also seeing that amnes, 
like the am the beingness. It's not even you seeing it, but also that because why I keep pointing to go into the sensations is because in the sensations is that stillness, is that freedom, is your real self. And it's like the, the, the sensations, the seeker grabs onto the sensations and is always trying to run away from the sensations, always trying to get to the, the next moment. I don't really understand what those practices were, like that you were doing, like always trying to, to lose or always trying. I don't really understand um, what they were, but all explorations tend to have a beautiful um, effect to them. Like you explore, you take a different route. So before you always try to win and then you try to lose. Like explore, exploring yeah. different things have a really beautiful thing because, because you see it from a different way. When I was younger, um, I messed around with a lot of the way I looked because I wanted to see what it was like to be in society with different looks so I took all my hair off there was one time where I decided to dress as a man and I just looked like a really young boy I had no hair and had no makeup on and it's such a different it's such a different way of being in society when you change your looks like people respond to you differently so therefore you form a new sense of self so when I had no hair and I took my makeup off and I wore like even though people could see I was women but they saw I wore more boyish clothes they're they're they were more aggressive to me, they were more scared of me, um, and I took on a personality that was more, like, strong for some reason, where I put more feminine clothes on, and when I had hair, I became more soft and meek. So my sense of self constantly changed when I changed my look, which was so fascinating and interesting. Um, and then going to different cultures, so where I was the only white person in a black culture, um, all these different things I explored, and all of them made me see so clearly that who I was wasn't a fixed thing. It's always changing. I'm not somebody that's fixed. It's changing independent, uh, it's changing dependent on what's outside and dependent on the thoughts and the feelings that are coming up here. And, and you're not something separate from what is outside because what's happening outside makes this person, makes this what what you consider yourself to be so the person is always in movement so changing your ideas changing your views changing your way of being can be a really beautiful exploration but the question is is who is it going to lead home who are you trying to enlighten who do you think is going to get enlightened this is the most important question and this is why I always say in 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 like going into the sensation and ultimately there is no inside or outside because where is the inside sensation and where is the outside world? They're the same thing. But going in, in there is this amnesty, this beingness, which is perfectly still and um, in movement at the same time. And it knows itself. It's knowing itself. And that awakeness is what's always been here. It never left. But it's beautiful exploring all these different things. But... The idea of finding a right path is never going to work. The, the, the idea of, um, of this is the way it will be, I mean, you, you can't look at it like that because there is only this moment and who knows what the effect's going to be in the next moment. It's going to be as it is. And ultimately, it's not that person that's constantly in movement and constantly changing that's waking up. That person is being stripped away. But it's amazing. It's like, how does the grass grow? How does the tree grow? How does the sunlight um, burn? Like, well, how does it? How does it 
do that? And how does the person awaken? It's unanswerable questions. What will lead to this or what will lead to that? We don't know. It happens. But all of it's beautiful, exploring. Especially just not doing the norm of going to work every day, paying the bills. Keep challenging what you expect life to be or your norms or your boundaries. This is beautiful. Because none of it's true. It's all a dream. None of it's true. But we get, we get locked into these ways of being. We get locked into these ideas and we think, this is how it's got to be. This is how I've got to be. And then we suffer over that. And we keep doing it year after year so we feel more and more low self-esteem, not good enough, not in control of our life. And we add more to that sense of confusion and contraction. What you're kind of saying is, in a way... That we you don't really you don't really know what's gonna happen, so maybe you know don't. It's ex, it's cool to explore, but to try to have a fixed way of getting somewhere, it's like you don't even know what's gonna happen, anyways. And then who is it that's gonna get there, anyways? Yeah. But that's there's yeah. always that amnesty. But well, that person's there. It's got to explore. The seeker has to explore. That's yeah. what the seeker does. The seeker has to look. Yeah. Until it stops looking. And I feel like that's what I that's what I kinda meant when there was a shift that happened because the seeker wants to get somewhere but it's kind of like this realizing that the seeker is what's in the way of what's kind of being sought. So it's yeah. I don't know. It's, I guess that's what you mean by collapsing in in some ways because it's just yeah. like a failing or... You can just never find it in movement. You can't find freedom in movement. And yeah. the seeker is in movement. The seeker is in ideas. Yourself I, is in time and you cannot find freedom in time. You find it in the stillness of what is. Yeah. It's weird. I don't know if other people have this, but... Sometimes I'll be like getting really close, and then someone will come in the door. Like every time I'll get some <laughs> weird disturbance will happen. Like I felt one day like my mask was gonna come off. I was like, "This is a mask," and it was like, and it was like all of my whole life was just a projection of ideas of what we're gonna be in the future that didn't actually exist at all. My whole life is just fake because it's only what's here. And then I was like mask, it's just a mask, and then my, my girlfriend came, are you okay, are you okay, are you breathing happily, and I'm like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> it happens all the time, it's weird actually, something always happens, it's very strange, but nothing happens by accident in a way that there's something in that, like nothing, it's all, it's all the same energy, everything is that amnes, so it's, yeah. it's like, it's not you waking up. It's not that person that's sitting on the sofa that's having that realization that's waking up. That girlfriend is as much part of the dream. And that dream is that you are the dreamer. So it's like, it's not that it's, it's happening and it's a mistake. It can never be a mistake. Mm -hmm. It's all good. It's perfect dance. Yeah. And I guess that's the thing because there's this angst that's like, don't don't let me, like, don't stop me from getting where I want to go, like, the, the distraction, but then it's like, it's like, yeah, that, 
that's like where's that angst coming from and yeah and, and that's another really nice thing that you know just trying to sit with feelings that it's weird but it's like started to realize that like my whole identity I've built is like the anti of how I am underneath yeah. so it's like I'm strong and like strong and short with people and like confident because really I've started to realize I'm very unconfident and afraid and like and these it's very strange it's like I don't know it's like all these things that have happened through life yeah. that were too painful are just they've been down there the whole time and there are these like these these blocks of ice or rock that I put over them to protect those, but yeah. they're... And that's exactly you know. what the seeker is, but the seeker, like, it's amazing that you've seen that, because normally the seeker is acting unconsciously, so it's seeking to get others to see it as strong, because it feels weak. Like, all, all, it does it all the time, and we think that what we want is actually what we want, but it's, it's not. So we think we want freedom, but actually, even liberation is normally a build-up of these layers. It's like, I can't cope with life, I can't live in this life. So then we imagine this freedom, this liberation that's going to get us out of life. But the reason we can't cope with life and the reason that we, we don't want it is because of all these layers of the separate self. The separate self is in a constant state of rejection. So even like these awakening experiences that you're having, in a way, you use them to reject your girlfriend. But your girlfriend is life. Your girlfriend is love. Like she comes in and then there's a rejection of her, a rejection of sounds, a rejection of noise in those situations. And, and waking up is, is like letting everything in. It's taking all those barriers down and letting it all in. And the seeker does have layers. That's why I'm always saying, go in, what's below that, what's below that. And then at the bottom of it all is this amnes, which is totally naked and vulnerable and total love. Absolute love. But on top of that, the seeker feels this lack or this fear. So then it seeks to not feel that. So it seeks to be strong. It seeks to show people it's strong. It seeks to have money. It seeks to never show emotions. Mm -hmm. Even one of the weirdest things I found is trying to feel emotions as. Oh, they're just cutting out a little. Um, I'm a bit nervous, as you can tell yeah. with my shaky voice. Yeah. And take your time. No, you don't need to hurry. If you want to take a minute, then you can take a minute. That's okay. Okay, perfect. Um, you were just talking about a lot of. Uh, things that really um, resonate with my life right now, yeah. as in like this, um, I've just uh, ended a relationship with a guy because I could feel like it was getting really possessive or like my feelings for him were really possessive and it wasn't like, um, it wasn't really what I wanted, but it just uh, went that way, yeah. you know, like really wanting it and feeling that this is actually not really good for me or him, and it was really unbearable. And it's like exploring the feeling was really hard. Yeah. 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 We can have an exploration of it now, if you like, these feelings. Yeah. Uh, of course. 
Did you have a particular question, though? Um, yeah, I guess, like, is there any way to get, like, do I have to face it, or do I, um, like, how do I get get beyond that? Because, like, I can, I feel my sensations in my body quite vividly, like, it's not, it's, uh, not hard for me to connect to them. Yeah. yeah. But I also feel like this resistance to that, like, wanting to be somewhere else. Yeah. And I guess there's no, like, the, the question is, is there any way around that? Yeah. Wanting to be somewhere else. Is there mm -hmm. any way around that? Mm. That that's got to play out that energy until it's finished, just like a thunderstorm. The thunderstorm's got to mm. to to um, do its dance until all the energy of that thunderstorm's released. But if mm. you just shut your eyes and feel into your sensations now, let's explore what's happening. I can feel like my heartbeat in my my shoulders. Yeah. And um, heat in my face. Yeah. Um. You're feeling like a, you're feeling shy or afraid. Um. I would say more afraid than than shy. And um. My like it's I feel like this congestion in my heart area. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, and like, this num numbness or like, a, it's, um, like, you know, when you, when you nurse, um, when, when you, something like your, your hand falls asleep or your leg falls asleep. Yeah. I have that in my, my neck. And my decks are really tense. <laughs> <laughs> so just before we go into the feelings, I just feel a little bit of non-duality that wants to come. Mm -hmm. So these feelings are all happening. They're mm -hmm. appearing. But who is it that knows these feelings? There is somebody that reports on them. So if somebody looks down and says, my leg's still tense, my neck feels numb. Mm -hmm. But that person isn't the experiencer. That person is also experienced. It's also known. Mm. We feel like we're that person that's moving its attention. And that's, we feel like that's all we are. We're that person that moves the attention, makes choices. It tells the body to stand up, to sit down. But who mm. is it that's experiencing that person? Where is the experiencer? <sighs> Because if that person's appearing, there must be something else that's experiencing that. If you can see that person that's looking at its dynamics, there must be something else that looks at that. Mm. Because it's known, it's appearing in the dream, it's appearing in this manifestation. Mm. So what is it that's experiencing all of this? I don't know. <laughs> Where does that voice come from that says, I don't know? Right now, in your experience, where does it feel like it comes from? Nowhere. Like... Does it also feel like it's your words? 
Yeah. It just comes. It just appears. Yeah. The sensations just appear as well. All yeah. the sensations. But actually there's no limit to them. What makes them suffering is this limitation, this person that pulls them into a tight energy and says, this is me. But actually yeah. these sensations are everywhere. They're endless. Yeah. They're eternity. They didn't start and they don't end. And they don't belong to a thing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, yeah. You can laugh, laughing. <laughs> you feel like laughing. Yeah. It's yeah. Mm. And so even that laughing, it just comes. And there's no location of that laughing. Yeah. There's this endless space. We say the senses are ours and the body is sensing the world. But particularly if you shut your eyes, where is that body that's sensing the world? There is only sensing happening. And that sensing is empty. It's not mm. got a back on it. It's totally not in movement, not happening. And then it's happening at the same time. And the happening part is love. It's such love. Mm. The person is always taking on the traumas. And the body's always going to be traumatized because that's what happens with bodies. It takes on information. But the person takes on these traumas. It's happening to me. Yeah. And with love, it's such a complicated thing because love... There's a natural element to love, like the bodies coming together, just like swans come together or birds come together. There's this really beautiful natural draw that happens. Yeah. But... Yeah, I just feel like that whenever you want to grasp it, it goes away. Yeah. but there's also Whenever you, like, yeah. There's this fake part in us which wants to maintain love, wants to hold on yeah. to the lover, wants them to be things for us. And in a way, you can also feel that you don't love them because wanting them isn't loving them. Love yeah. is this moment. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in the, in the relationship there, like, the, this thought came up as in, like, I don't know, like, when I was so possessed or wanting him, and it was just like, yeah, but how can I, how can I respect his, his energy, like, this, this what I love about him is not, when I, like, it disappears in the moment where I try to contain it. Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful realization. Yeah. But painful. Yeah. 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 You can never own anything. This is the illusion I'm of the self, that you can own it. So right yeah. now, where is that found in your body that wants to own something? Where is that feeling? That wants to own it and hold it just for you. Mm. I can't grasp it. I, I think I, I'm shutting, like, it, it shuts down. <laughs> Can you feel that sadness of losing him? Yeah. Where do you feel that? Yeah. In your heart, in your throat? Yeah. Heart. But in a way, you never had him. I know. 
It was simply an idea that you could have something because who is the you that could have something? And love isn't holding on to them. Love isn't possessing them. That's anti-love. Yeah. Love is a total place of giving, letting in everything. Yeah. That's true love. Looking at them totally naked. Mm-hmm. It's not about being a perfect human and having the perfect responses, but it's being totally naked and vulnerable to them, letting them 100% in. Yeah. No boundaries. This is true love. And it's not so much to do with them, although the, you're not going to be attracted to all bodies, but it, <laughs> so there's a human element to it in a way because there's, there's this chemical energetic like draw, yeah. draw to each other. But then yeah. in that moment, the love, the true love, is when you stop being something and then it manifests into this, 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 this interaction between two bodies. And this is totally divine. It's so sacred that. Hmm. Yeah. And I can feel myself trying to find the right, the right things to say or the right things to do. Yeah. And it's just like really going the other way, yeah. like further away from, from me and yeah. who I am. Because what it's saying is I'm not enough as I am. I have to pretend to be someone. Yeah. You don't ever have to be someone for somebody. That's not love. This is what we do all the time. I was reading mm. these like healthy tips for relationships. In this oh God, don't do that. <laughs> it's, terrible. it's like you've always got to keep the guy a little bit jealous. Like, yeah. like flirt with yeah. other men. And I was like, what? What? This is like anti-love. This, is, yeah. this isn't love. Yeah, that's a scheme to make them stay. And I, I mean, that's, I, I looked into that because it interested me, and it's um, it's just another way of addiction, actually. Yeah. Like the the chemicals in your brain work the same way with any other substance that you yeah. that you take. Like if you work with this, um, like the cold shoulder and letting him in again, making him a, a bit jealous, and like always leave him or her in the insecurity. Yeah. And that's that's totally. What I what I experienced. It's anti love. Yeah, and I thought that that was love. Yeah. Yeah. That feeling that he's not calling back, and then he's calling back, and it's all calm again, and then that must mean that I like him. But it's mm-hmm. it's just that my anxiety stops. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And then you think you want him, but it's an uneasy wanting. It's just yeah. that he represents to you. Mm. Like he represents something that you feel is missing in you. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And then you try to be something else for him. Mm. And this just keeps validating that sensation of lack. (laughs) Keep saying you're not enough and then you keep repeating this. People do this from relationship to relationship for many years. And And then they have no idea what love is. And love is beingness. Love is your essence. And that's mm. all you need to show them. That's all you need to show them. But it's, it, there's so much mud on top and so yeah. much conditioning. It seems of, like, that way. Especially for, for women when you're raised to be kind. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like this, this fierce or angry part of me is totally shut down. And it's like, yeah, or, yeah. Yeah. No? Yeah. No, totally, it does. 
And so this is why it has to keep being an exploration of feelings and deeper and deeper. And then you'll come mm -hmm. down to two base feelings. The two feelings, main feelings that are um, produced by separation are lack and fear. Yeah. And then eventually it begins to break down. And you're never going to become, because in you're more than likely not going to get rid of all the karmas of these bodies because these bodies, for so many generations, there's been this breeding yeah. of separation. So even if you wake up in this life, the body's still going to have these old remnants of these patterns, these old mm. patterns. But, but in a way, every time it's explored, every time you, you go in, even though that mm. ultimately isn't in, instead of out, like trying to seek in time for something, then in a way you're changing the whole of humanity. And it's mm. such a beautiful and compassionate thing you're doing because this is the step towards the next gener generation of women that don't do that. That's and it's really yeah. it is. So in a way, this is the greatest love you can ever do is to keep going in and in. Mm. And I promise you, you'll find this divine love that's your nature. Yeah. And, and, you know, don't get stuck anywhere. So if you find that the emotions aren't moving, then seek something out that helps mm. you move it. Like I remember Osho's meditations. He used to do crazy meditations. I did. Yeah. And, I that and they yeah. keep, keep exploring. Yeah. And then ultimately that one that's exploring, it can't find, but it's there. It's there. And well, that one feels like it's got to explore, it has to explore. And it's much better than exploring money or alcohol or sex or whatever it is. I mean, those things could be fun, but it's like exploring what you are. And it's waking up this whole dream because ultimately there is no use. Oh, it's back on again now. Yeah. We, we blew it. We blew it up with our energy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the shaking I'll yeah. tell you <laughs> yeah it's just yeah yeah, yeah it's, uh, and now it's really really calm it's, yeah yeah okay so just explore deeper and whatever so if that possessive feeling comes in I uh, just let it in yeah and explore yeah. it it's yeah. basically fear yeah. I mean, there's a natural element of possessiveness. I mean, we are still animals, so there's going to be a natural sense mm. of, like, 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 I, Khaleesi's always like, she's my chicken. So there's going to be a natural, but it's, it's like, not this obsessive possession, I, like, this, this mm. possession coming from lack. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, thank you for being so open and honest. It's really beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, for listening and helping. Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Okay, so I just have this question that I'm going to read out. Uh, where did you go? Okay, I have a question about relationships. I was with a girl. Everything was fine. Then I had the thought about that if everything continues to be okay, we'll be together for life. It frightened me because I felt like it. if it continues, I will have no choice but continue with her because everything is fine. This fear made appears made appearance more the default of the person. I was unable to see things correctly. I finished by quit, quitting her. I feel that it is only fear, but I was unable to go out of it. Can you guide me with it a bit, please? Sure. 
Bert. I'm just going to call you Bert. I cannot read that name. So Bert, of course I can guide you a little bit. So basically what creates all suffering is this sense of self, this sense that you are separate from life itself, that you're separate from everything that's happening. And then as soon as separation happens at a young age, we have two primary feelings, lack and fear. And the separate self is always trying to avoid those two feelings. So its whole life is about avoiding fear or lack. And by doing that, in a way, it encourages those two feelings. So normally by the time people are in their 20s or 30s, they feel a lot of low self-esteem and a lot of fear. And so with this lady, this separate self, basically, imagined yourself in time with her. You got afraid of time. You got afraid of the commitment of time that you would be with her in time in the future. And therefore, you decided to quit with her. It had nothing to do with her. It was just basically your imagination of yourself in time. And this whole idea of you guys being together forever is a crazy idea anyway. But this is the way we're taught to see things in our society. We will be together forever. And the reason that we say these things is normally because we're afraid. But it made you afraid in the opposite way. You afraid of fate. You felt afraid of this future. So there was a you there that had this future that was pushing down on you. And then it felt too much and it was absolutely nothing to do with her. Nothing. So then you rejected her. It was your idea of the future that caused the problem. But maybe that's enough now. Okay, thanks guys. It's beautiful sharing with you. Lots of love. Bye.